Hello, and welcome to Why Choose Reads, where we say why love one when you can love them all. I'm your host, Why Choose Romance author, Sunny Hart, and I'm thrilled to be here today with fellow author, Brie Rhodes. Thanks so much for being here, Brie. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And we're going to start with the impossibly difficult question of, uh, tell us about yourself. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, my name is Brie. I'm from uh, North Carolina. I'm the mother of three boys. Two are out of the home. Only one is left here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> um, I have uh, two fur babies that I call my hillhounds. They're annoying cats, but I still <laughs> love them. And um, yeah, I think that's about it. Not that interesting. <laughs> no, I love it. Hellhounds and all of it. So, well, so why choose can is a little bit of a unique genre. <laughs> Tell us a little <laughs> bit about how you got into writing. Did you start with why choose, or did you start in a different genre and kind of jump into why choose? Tell us about that. Uh, okay, so reading wise, I started out just the you know the normal male female and then kind of spread out my interest from there as far as writing i started straight with uh all right why choose okay gotcha so how did you um do you remember like your first why choose book or kind of how you found the genre oh gosh my first why choose book my first it was actually um It was, oh my God, I'm having like a brain fart. I can see the book in my head. Did you ask me? And I know I have it on my bookshelf. That's, um, my, that's my brand on the show. As soon as I ask someone something, it completely goes out of their head. Oh my gosh. It was, it, oh my God, I feel so crazy now. <laughs> It'll come back to you like five minutes into the show and everything. <laughs> You'll remember it. Okay. <laughs> so don't oh, worry. Don't worry. Reviving Kindle. <laughs> I had to look at my bookshelf. <laughs> I love my, it. That was my first way to choose book. I love it. Awesome. So when you kind of like what made you jump into writing? You know, like what was kind of your like, I can write a book moment? Uh, um. It was really kind of like a series of moments. It actually happened during COVID. Um, at that time, I was working from home. So I was reading more. I got involved in more um, alpha beta reading. Mm -hmm. And I'm the person that when I'm reading a book, I can see everything like very fluently in my brain. I can see the whole scene playing out. And um, I had these stories and I mentioned it to a couple of people and they kind of gave me the push to start. And that's how it, how I actually got started. Just a nudge from a few yeah. people. I love that. Hey, a support network is such a critical part. to be <laughs> in um, So tell me a little bit about your books and your characters. I know you submitted a few to our podcast. Um, tell Start with Finding Memphis. Tell me a little bit about that one. Okay. So Finding Memphis is it's it was it's actually a duet, but based in a series of books about a particular MC. Oh, um, so um, she, our main character, grew up in foster care. Unbeknown to her, she has a stalker, mm -hmm. and um, he begins to become a little more um, pushy. 
mm-hmm. making himself known. So she she runs. Um, she goes to a place that her mother always told her about. And it just so happens to be where she finds the men that she ends up with. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say too much to give it away, um, but the stalker follows her. Okay. And, uh, yeah, he's, he he follows her and finds her. Ah, so I like that little, little, little MC, little stalker, very classic. Love it. (laughs) So that's a duet and you have a few other duets too, right? Um, that's a duet. I have a, I have also a bully RH, um, which the first book is out. The second one is coming out earlier than what's on Amazon. I'm actually, I'm working on it right now. So it'll be out. Fingers crossed, all goes well, and life is perfect to me. It'll be out by Christmas. Awesome. So that is a uh, bully RH. Um, Our main character, um, she is in high school. Um, Her aunt, her her mother died. Um, Something happened. Her friend, her best friend turned against her. And kind of made her like the public enemy of the school. There's lots of bullying throughout this book. So just know okay. that. Lots of bullying. Um, so her aunt actually becomes like her caregiver, but is only in it for what money she could get. So basically, our main character is raising her and her younger sister. And she does it the only way that she knows how, where she can make enough money to do that and still go to school. So she's like a stripper by night. Mm-hmm. And then um, in comes these new people to town, a, a, a trio of brothers. Mm. Yes. And so ensues. It does end on a cliffhanger, a pretty big one. <laughs> well, luckily <laughs> for our listeners here, that second book is already out by the time you're listening to this, because we all know how you feel about cliffhangers. See, I love cliffhangers, though. So maybe well, I love writing a cliffhanger. I hate reading a cliffhanger. That's the worst so, for me. <laughs> we have that. And then I have a uh, a duet that is a co-write with my co-author, Cassie Lynn, who actually wrote um, one of the, trili- the paranormal trilogies I have. Nice. And it just came out, the first book. It is a lacrosse why choose romance Ooh, and that's all in the field right yes it's uh very reminiscent if you ever watched the movie um she's the man mm, yep <laughs> it's very reminiscent of that um she moves to a town uh she plays lacrosse that's all she wants to do they don't have a girl's team they only have a boy's team so she pretends to be a boy on the team mm. yes i love that <laughs> so, so we got a little bit of a few tropes there. We got a um, second chance because she finds her old friend that left. Um, we have um, friends to lovers. We have stepbrother romance in there as well. Mm, yeah, a little variety there. I love it. Yeah. So when you um, obviously we're not supposed to have favorites and everything. And also I'm sh- I'm aware there's probably at least a few listeners that sigh when I say that because I think I actually use that exact phrase a lot. Um, But do you have a favorite among the female characters that you've written? Mm. I do, 
but <laughs> unless the book isn't out yet, it comes out in January. Okay. And there was, if anyone subscribed and got the, the stabby anthology, mm. um, you got the beginning of that story there. Okay. Um, but she is a, a female assassin. Mm. Um, in a family of all men. Okay. And she has no qualms with killing. She's a uh, larger female, plus mm-hmm. size. Um, and she's very confident and happy with the way she looks. So I love that. Kinda, I love that. She's kind of name? Danica. Danica. Ooh, even a badass name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think she's actually my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. When you're developing these characters, is there like, like what comes first for you? Some authors talk about it's like a piece of dialogue. Some people say it's a picture. Um, Some people say it's a specific scene in their head. Kind of what's your step to building a character? Um, That's hard because it's been a little bit of all of it. Yeah. Like she was actually... um, Someone sent me a picture and said, I want a story based off of her. And it was like very Laura Croft from Tomb Raider yeah. looking, except she was plus size. And yeah. that's how I developed the story. Um, other times I know exactly what I want the story to be. And it's hard to say. It's a little bit of all of it. Yeah. 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 That's fair. Do you... Um, when you're developing your male characters, you know, is there certain dynamics to the harem that you like really like to write or are there certain types of male characters that you find always make your way into the books? Um, there's always an alpha hole. (laughs) I love, (laughs) and there's, I love the crazy character, the one that's so psychotic. I like to always try to have one of those, I mean, if the story allows for it, mm-hmm. but I do try to have all of one of those. There's always that one character everybody loves to hate. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Because uh, the hate sex is always the best part, too. You know, when they finally snap, like, that's always, a, that's always so much fun. <laughs> um. So of your books, do you feel like you have one that readers... I want to say look over, but they might not pick out at first that you think is like, well, maybe a little underrated. Underrated. Okay. Hmm. I would say it's, I actually have two. Um, one, but I'll, I'll go with the, the why I choose one. Cause I do write male, female too. And Minaj, yeah. but um, underrated, I think is my unbreakable. Okay, and it's from the Memphis Hellion series, which is the the same um, MC world that Finding Memphis is from. Okay, tell us yeah. a little bit about that one. Um, basically, it's a standalone within it. So you, I would suggest reading the other the duet first, just because mm-hmm. you it, this one goes back before that starts, and then after so you would you would know what's being taken place but it's about a um a girl her father is deeply in debt um and to get out of debt he sold her hand in marriage to 
uh, a man in the mafia. Mm. Um, so she loves to dance. She is a dancer. Um, all she wants to do is go to college. Yeah. And so she is allowed one year until her birthday um, to live her life. And then she has to come back. And this is kind of what her bargaining chip was. This was her yeah. bargaining chip to her dad that I'll do this if I can do this. Yeah. And um, so she leaves. She gets that year. But the man is constantly, he is still watching her. So she's not like out from where he doesn't know what she's doing. Mm -hmm. um, surprise, surprise. She's a stripper. <laughs> <laughs> and so, Love it. Um, this is where she meets her men. And she's got kind of a variety. She's got the, the guy next door who's kind of nerdy, smart. Mm -hmm. um, she has her professor who is the dominant type. And yeah. then she meets um, two guys from the MC. Okay. So there's some age gap there too. Yeah. No, I there's, and the, the older gentleman from the um, MC is also the one that's kind of holding out on the relationship as well. Mm -hmm. gotcha. And yeah, until, you know, his hand is pushed and her life comes into jeopardy and then he's there. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I'm definitely going to add that one to my TBR. <laughs> okay. We're going to take a quick break. Um, but for our listeners, you know, the drill, uh, stick around because we're going to give you yet another book to add to your TBR and we'll be back. Hey there listeners. Check out meddling with madness by Ivy Cole an Alice in Wonderland retelling where the descendants of Alice are cursed with nightmares of Wonderland. But Allie is different. Her name may be Alice, but she doesn't go crazy like the other women in her family. No, instead she embraces the madness all the way to Wonderland itself where she finds her seven males. Join Alice in her adventure into madness and become mad yourself because all the best people are, didn't you know? Again, that's Meddling with Madness by Ivy Cole. And back to the show. And now we're back with Bree, and we're going to dive right on in. Um, so many times authors mention that their stories or their characters have surprised them while they're writing. Has there been a moment in your process where the story has taken an unexpected turn? And if there has been multiple, tell us your favorite. Okay. Um, let's see. Yeah, they do kind of have a mind of their own. Um, so in the Memphis duet, I actually killed a character. Oh, <laughs> and, and people revolted. So I brought them back to life. <laughs> I love it. I think that's the first time I've heard that answer too. They revolted. And, um, and I actually have another series where someone's going to die and they won't be coming back. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sure I'm going to hit. And it's a character people love. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so yeah. Um, let's see. I've had characters, yeah, really go. So one that I truly enjoyed was in our it's it's a it's a co-write series. Mm -hmm. Um, it's the um Beyond the Pack series. And first of all, we made a character a ferret, shifter a ferret. <laughs> what? And I, I love that for me because I really wanted it. But we had a scene and we actually, I'm like, 
we had them meet in the woods and they had sex, mm-hmm. obviously. But then as I was writing and I was like, you know what? I'm going to have them do it in animal form. <laughs> and it stayed. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love that. I also need to know way more about the ferret shifter. Because <laughs> I think that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a ferret shifter, but he's a MMA fighter. He's a cage fighter. In that's even form. better. <laughs> I love everything about that. Yeah. Oh, that is so cool. Random fact for our listeners and for Brie, because this is how my brain works. Um, but I got the trivia question right the other night that said baby ferrets are called kits, not cubs. So yeah, random fact here. Sorry, listeners, you guys have, you have to listen to my brain. Uh, but so when you're writing, um, are you, would you consider yourself more of a plotter or a pantser or a little bit of both? Okay, so if it's me writing solely, I'm a panster. I know what I want to happen, Mm -hmm. but how I get there is is open to the world. (laughs) (laughs) Possibilities, the realm of possibilities. When I co-write, we plot. Okay. With the, but we're notorious for going, um, Yeah, we kind of went left field there, and so it's not quite exactly the way it's supposed to be. So we plot, but we know we're not always going to match it, per se. Okay. Match it. So panster, 100% panster. I tried plotting on my own. It did not work for me. (laughs) (laughs) But are you one where you call, um, sometimes pansters also say, like, they write into the dark, where they might know... um, like what happens in the next chapter, but beyond that, they don't know. But it sounds like you at least know where they want, like you want everyone to end up. Yeah. I know where I want everyone to end up and kind of like the big points along the way, but I don't sit out and plot it out. And sometimes it doesn't go that way, um, but it's close. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. No, I am definitely a plotter. For sure. I think I think also because like otherwise my otherwise my brain's like, yeah, yeah not to write. So we're just not gonna write. <laughs> See, I wish I had that. I'm going to um 20 books. So I am taking the plotting course there. So I'm hopefully Ooh. coming back maybe a semi-plotter. <laughs> I am also going to 20 books. No way. Yes. So we'll have to chat more about that because I need to know about this plotting course. <laughs> yeah, the, it's it's one of the courses they're offering its own um how to plot or the perfect plot or something like that. Ooh. But it's plotting. So yes, my plan is to be in that one. Okay. Yeah. And for our listeners, 20 books is um a conference in a Facebook group, because I know we have some aspiring authors that listen to this too. Um, 20 books is a uh, face, 20 books to 50 K is the full name. And it was founded on the premise that if you wrote 20 books that sold at like, what was it? $7 a day, you can make 50 K a year and retire to some tropical Island. It was a pair of guys that started. (laughs) So check your math here, but, um, but it's a very robust Facebook group and they have a conference in Vegas every year. Um, so we're very excited to go because it's jam packed full of sessions, but sometimes I lose them because there's so many. This is my first time. So 
Yeah, this it'll be my second. I got very lucky and found a conference buddy last year, Nikki Rome, who is also uh, writes uh, spicy spicy romance and some why choose. And um, so we're going again together this year <laughs> because I am an introvert at heart. Um, and I needed to be adopted and she had basically adopted me Monday morning and we ate every meal together. <laughs> I'm an introverted extrovert. Oh, okay. I, okay. I, I had at heart, I think I'm introvert, mm-hmm. but put me in the right environment. I'm an extrovert. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Back to sorry, readers or listeners. <laughs> Squirrel again, you listen to the intro episode. This is a messy show. We just squirrel. It's great. (laughs) Okay. When you are kind of um, starting a project, um, how do you, what's that kind of like creative process look like for you? Do you have, I mean, I know you mentioned a little earlier, like an ideal writing time if everything goes well, Uh, like, you know, tell me a little bit about that process for a book. Well, I work full time. So (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. So thankfully it's Monday through Thursday. So then I come home and I have my son at night. Okay. So it's kind of like I write whenever he allows me. <laughs> and then like Fridays during the day or late at night. Mm-hmm. Um, so my writing process is I have a, uh, what I call my book Bible. Okay. And in that before I write, I already have like inspiration pictures for my characters. Mm. And I've got their, you know, description so that I can keep on top to make sure that I'm, but in that I plot like certain things, like, or did they have any special features or like piercings or gotcha. weird habits? And then from there, I kind of put like the bullet points of their like arc. Underneath. Okay. So I kind of have that stuff in a place and I can revert back to it. Nice. And then I just start writing. <laughs> and nice. Hope that it. <laughs> <laughs> hope that it all goes according to plan, which uh plot twist for everyone. It usually doesn't ever. No, no it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> yeah. We have the best of intentions uh, when we start a project and I also work the day job. So I understand I have to write 12 scenes yeah. in 13 days um, because I gave myself a deadline and then life happened. <laughs> Yeah, we don't even want to talk about that. That is why my book releasing next week is now a duet. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, I usually wait until I'm farther into the book before I book the editor, but I was so ambitious this time. Uh, And yeah, no, it's it's fine. It's fine. It'll all work out. (laughs) It's fine. I'm doing okay. (laughs) It's just Um, new tomorrow. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah, it's great. It's great. It's everything's fine. <laughs> I'm like texting all my friends, being like, "Who wants to go to the coffee shops with me so I can sit down and write the book?" <laughs> so, oh, okay. But, yeah, generally, I find if I have a image for the people, it helps. Uh, yeah, yeah. Visuals are can often be so 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 helpful. So when you um, say you kind of get to maybe a stuck point, you know, and like kind of like the creative well has run dry. Are there things that you kind of do in your regular life that help fill that well back up or even like in your kind of creative life to fill that well? Well, I'm generally writing two stories at once. That way I can bounce back and forth. Awesome. And then I find that helps. Like I'll go to the other story and I'll write 
and that'll be going good. And then I'll come back. But then I also, if I like totally come to a stopping point, I'll read something mm-hmm. in that genre, that trope mm-hmm. to kind of fuel me. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Which has been my biggest thing this year is reading more in what I write. Yeah. So. Okay. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Well, I, we're kind of nearing the end of our time here, but I want to make sure that our listeners can connect with you. So tell us how we can find you, if you have social media pages, a reader group, uh, anywhere and everywhere. Help us stalk you, basically. Um, you can find me on Facebook, um, Bree Rose. <laughs> uh, you can find me in a reader group there as Bree's Rose Petal Readers. Um, okay. I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Bree Rose Author. Um, is that everywhere? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Are you attending any signings? And this episode will be coming out, like we talked about, anywhere between February and May of 2024. Are you attending any signings next year? Uh, February, I will be in uh, Roar W. I can't say the word right. Roar W R A W R in um, Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. Um, I will be at Salem. Getting what you with it. Yay. September. Yeah. Um, and then I will be in one other signing in September that I can't say yet. But by the time this goes live, I can. So I, I guess I can just go ahead and say it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Smut lovers. Sweet. And yep, I will be there too. So that's going to be an interesting. Week. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like witchy. And then I'm be home for th- not even three full days. And then it'll be smut lovers. Yeah. It'll be a lot of fun. A lot of so, fun. So <laughs> as of right now, that's where I'm at. Um, nice. That are confirmed. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, and as always, we will, um, for our listeners, all these links uh, to help you stock Brie will be in the show notes. And if you have any signings that you're going to add over on there, Brie, uh, when, by the time the episode comes out, we can add them in the show notes as well. So we're all about helping our listeners stock their favorite authors. <laughs> all righty. Well, Brie, thank you so, so much for being on the podcast. It was a lot of fun and I'm so glad you could make it. And thanks so much to our listeners for listening and supporting our podcast. If you're dying for more Brie Rose content, you can head on over to our Patreon for our exclusive behind the scenes questions. You can find the link to our Patreon in the show notes or at patreon.com backslash why choose reads podcast. We will see you next time.